Chapter Thirty Eight of Cripps the Carrier by Richard Doddridge Blackmore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirty Eight The Dignity of the Family. If Grace had only stayed five minutes longer in the place where she was when the fat man came in sight, her eyes and heart would have been delighted by the appearance of a true old friend but she felt so much terror of that stout person who always seemed to be watching her afar that in spite of the extraordinary interest aroused by some of her companion's words as well as by his manner she could not help running away abruptly and taking shelter in the little bowered cottage meanwhile the stout man in the white frock coat slouched along the furzy valley with a clownish step he carried a long pig-whip and now and then indulged in a crack or flick at some imaginary pig while a crafty grin or a wink of one little eye enlivened his heavy countenance he was clearly aware of all that had been happening in the wood above him for the buds as yet rather served to guide the lines of sight than to baffle them but he showed no desire to interfere for instead of taking the cross-path which would have brought him face to face with kit he kept down the glade towards a timber track which led in another direction by the side of the little brook he turned the corner of a thick holly bush and suddenly met his brother master zachary cripps the carrier the carrier was in no pleasant mood his eyes were stern and steadfast and the color of his healthy cheeks was deepened into crimson he bore with a bent arm and set muscle the sceptral whip of the family bound with spiral brass and newly fitted with a heavy lash moreover he had come with his sunday hat on and his air and walk were menacing leviticus started and turned pale and his cunning eyes glanced for a chance of escape thou goest not hence brother ticus said cripps until thou hast answered what i shall ax and answered with thine eyes on mine ax away said the big man sprawling out his fat legs as if he did not care max away so long as it be of thy own concerns it is of my own concerns to keep my father's sons from being rogues and liars and getting into oxford jail and into the hands of the hangman leviticus trembled with fear more than anger thou always was a foul-mouthed he muttered it is a lie shouted zachary as big a lie as ever thou spakest i always were that clean of tongue no odds for that now wilt answer me or will not thou liedest to me in oxford streets the last time as i spake to thee well well maybe a small piece i did but nothing to lay hold on much brother zack thou must not be so hard what man can always be accurate a man can spake the truth if he goeth to try or else he must be a fool and ticus thou wast always more rogue than fool now here am i to ax thee special what roguery thou beest up to now whom hast thou got at the cottage in the wood thou'd best way go up there and see for thyself an old lady from america is wanted to retire throughout the world won't her zend thee a-runnin' down the hill and i'd like to see thee zack heard lay thy own whip about thee and her tongue be worse nor a dozen whips really while ticus was telling this lie he managed to look at his brother so firmly in the rally of impudence brought to bay that zack for the moment in spite of all experience believed him 
and the carrier dreaded as the lord of swine knew well nothing so much as a fierce woman's tongue what be the reason then he went on still keeping his eyes on the face of tychus that thou hast been keeping thyself and thy pigs out o market and even thy wife and children to home same as if em had gotten the plague and what be the reason leviticus cripps that thou fearest to go to a wholesome public house and have thy pint of ale and see thy neighbours as behoveth a god-fearing man to my mind either you art gone daft and the woman should take the lead o thee or else thou art screwed out of honest ways the carrier now looked at his brother with more of pity than suspicion tychus had always been regarded as the weak member of the family because he laid on more fat than muscle even in the time of most active growth and to keep him regularly straight was more than all the set efforts of the brotherhood could even when he was young effect therefore zach stood back some little and the butt of his whip fell down to earth leviticus saw his chance and seized it concerning of going to a public house i would never be too particular a man may do it or a man may not according to the manner of his things at home or his own little brew or temper of his wife i would not blame him nor yet praise him for things as he knoweth best about to make light of a man for not going to public is the same as to blame him for stopping from church a man as careth for good opinion goeth to both but i cannot always do it and i ain't a been in church now for more nor a week o sundays the force of his reasoning came home to cripps if a man was unable to go to church there was good room for arguing that his duty towards the public-house must not be too rigidly exacted zachary therefore fetched a sigh none of the race had broken up at so early an age as that of tychus but still from his own sad experience the carer knew what pigs were and he thought that his brother though younger than himself might be called away before him tychus he said i may a been too hard nobody knows but them that has to do it what the word of the roads is i may a said a word here and there too much and a bit outside the gospel according to they a man must believe a liar and forgiven and forgiven over and over again the same as i tries to forgive you tychus zachary offered his hand to his brother but leviticus was ashamed to take it with the load now weighing upon his mind and the sense of his heart of what zachary was tychus whatever his roguery was could not make believe to have none of it so he turned away with his feelings hurt too much for the clasp fraternal when a man hath no more respect for hizzle he muttered over his puckered shoulder but no more respect for his father and mother of foreign than to call his very next brother but one a rogue and a liar and a schemer against publics to my mind ye have gone too far and not shown the manners relied upon very well replied cripps just as you like tychus though i never did hear as i were short of manners and there's twelve miles of road as knows better than that now since you go on like that and there seemeth no chance of supper long of ye i shall just walk up to cottage and ax any orders for the carrier good evening brother tychus 
with these words Zach set off and Tychus repented sadly of the evil temper which had forbidden him to shake hands but now to oppose the carrier's purpose would be a little too suspicious he must go his way and take his chance he was worse than a pig when his mind was made up go thy way and be danged to thee thought leviticus looking after him little thou wilt take however but to knock thy thick head again a wall old lady looketh out too sharp for any of they danged old beckley carcasses come thee down to our house he shouted in irony after his brother and tell us the news thou hast picked up and what em be doin in america a fine time o life for thee to turn spy it was lucky for him that he made off briskly among the thick brushwood and tangled swamps for zachary cripps at the last word turned round with his face of a fine plum colour and a stamp of rage which made his stiff knees tingle worse than a dozen turnpikes spy did thou say he shouted staring with his honest wrathful eyes through every glimpse of thicket near the spot where his brother had disappeared spy if thou beest a man come out and say it again to the face of me i'll show you how to spell spy pretty quick leviticus cripps thou art a coward to the back of a thief and a sneaking skulk unless thou comest out of they thick places to stand to the word thou hast spoken zachary stood in a wide bay of cups he knew that his voice went through the wood for he spoke with the whole power of his lungs and the tender leaves above him quivered like a little breath of fringe and the birds flew out of their ivy castles and a piece of bare-faced rock in the distance answered him but nothing else thou art a bigger man than i be shouted the carrier being carried beyond himself by the state of things come out if thou art a man and hast any blood of crips in thee but this appeal received no answer except from the quiet rock again and a peaceful thrush sitting over his nest and well accustomed to the woodman's call zachary had always felt scorn of tychus but now he almost disdained himself for springing of one wedlock with him he stood in the place where he must be seen if tychus wished to see him until he was quite sure that no such longing existed on his brother's part then the family seemed to be lowered so by his behavior of a leading member that when the carrier moved his legs he had not the spirit to crack his whip what shall us do what shall us do he said to himself more reasonably with the anger dying out of his kind blue eyes a hath assaulted of me but hath a big family a little uns to keep up i hard no knowledge of how that sort of thing might drive a man out of his proper ways like enough it maketh them careful to tell lies and shun the thrashing taking this view of the case master cripps turned away from the path towards his brother's house to which in the flush of first anger he meant to go and there to wait for him and being rather slow of resolution he naturally set forth again on the track of the one last interrupted he would go to this cottage in the wood of which he had heard through one of his washerwomen though none of them had any washing thence and then he would satisfy his own mind concerning an ugly rumour which had unsettled that mind since tuesday for in his own hearing it had been said by a woman it is true but still a woman who came of a truthful family and was married now into the like that master leviticus cripps was harbouring pirates and conspirators 
believed to have come from America, in a little place out of the way of all honest people, where the deaf old woman was. Nobody ever had leave to the house, never a butcher, nor a baker, nor a tea-grocer, nor a milkman, or even a respectable washerwoman. There was nothing except a great dog to rush out and bite without even barking. Zachary had no easy task to find the little cottage of which he had heard, for it lay well back from all thoroughfares, and so embedded among ivied trees that he passed and repassed several times before he descried it, and even then he would not have done so if it had not chanced that Miss Patch, who loved good things when she could get them, was about to dine on a juicy roaster supplied by the wary Leviticus. Grace herself had prepared the currant sauce before she went forth for her daily walk, and deaf old Marjorie Daw was stooping over the fierce wood fire on the ground and basting with a short iron spoon. The double result was a wreath of blue smoke rising from the crooked chimney and a very rich odor streaming forth from door and window on the vernal air. The eyes and the nose of the carrier at once presented him with clear impressions. Americans understands good living, giving utterance to this profound and incontrovertible reflection. Cripps came to a halt and sagely considered the situation. The first thing he asked, as usual, was, How would the law of the land lie? There was a lonely, unprotected cottage inhabited by an elderly foreign lady who especially sought retirement. Had he any legal right to insist on knowing who she was and all about her? Would he not rather be a trespasser and liable to a fine and perhaps the jail? if he forced himself in without invitation and willfully against the inhabitants' wish, and even if that came to nothing, as it might, could he say that it was a manly and straightforward action on his part? He had no enemy that he knew of unless it was Black George, the poacher. But there were always plenty of people ready to say ill-natured things about a prosperous neighbor, and like enough they would set it afoot that he had gone spying on a helpless lady because she had never employed him, and then his brother's reproach, which had so fiercely aroused him, came back to his mind. Neither was it wholly absent from his thoughts that a great dog was said to reside on these premises, whose manner was peculiarly unattractive, one of rushing out to bite without a bark. The carrier had suffered in his time from dogs, as was natural to his calling, and although his flesh was so wholesome that the result had never been serious, he was conscious of a definite desire to defer all increase of experience in that line. Spy! he exclaimed as he sat down rather to rest his stiff knee than to watch the hut. That never hath been said of me, and never shall without a lie. A one on em might come out, mayhap, and give me some satisfaction. Before his words were cool, Miss Patch herself appeared in the doorway. She saw not Cripps, who had happened to put himself in a knowing corner, and being in a quietly savage mood, from desire of pig and dread that stupid old Marjorie was murdering pig by revolving him too near the fire. She cast such a glance at the young leaves around her as seemed enough to nip them in the bud. Then she threw away something with a scornful sweep, and Cripps believed almost every word his brother had been saying. "'I'll be blessed if I don't scuttle off,' he said to himself in the moss he was sitting on. "'In my time I have seen all sorts of womans, but none to come nigh this sample as to be over from America. 
sarveth me right for curiosity amend me if ever i come an eye of any americanians again End of chapter 38